Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Literal Friends. Just a quick disclaimer before we get into the podcast. We want to apologize beforehand for any glitches or crappy audio and just ask that you bear with us as we go through some growing pains and figure it out. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. What's up guys? Welcome to Literal Friends. Podcast is to do essentially what we do every day over group text, which is discuss books we are currently reading but do it while drinking. Are we experts in literature? Absolutely not. Do we have a lot of opinions? Yes, we do. We'll discuss genres such as true crime, thriller, romance, fiction, nonfiction, etc. Pretty much, we read what we want, say what we want, so if you have an issue with that, keep moving. You won't agree with us all the time, but discussion is what makes the book world go around, and that's what makes the show interesting. So sit back, pop open a bottle, and enjoy the shit show. Hey guys, what's up? What? <laughs> Sorry. I'm still learning how to come in this correctly. It's going right. to take us a while Excuse to me? figure out how to start it. <laughs> you, know, you heard what I said and I meant what I said. I feel violated. It's episode two, bitches. Welcome back, y'all. And we're actually going to talk about books this time, or one book this time. Hey, we talked about I'm... books last time. Oh, I know, but like what we're actually going to be doing on the show discussing a book i'm pretty hyped about it whoa nobody informed me that we were talking about a book today we are get out oh (laughs) (laughs) well chan i heard you have some some interesting oh my gosh oh my gosh all right i have it's really sad that i'm excited to tell you this because it's actually pretty terrible um but you know how much I love true crime. I know how much you love true crime. So it kind of makes me pretty excited. I'm a little nervous. All right. Well, it's nothing terrible yet. And hopefully it doesn't get terrible. But my mom calls me (laughs) yesterday and is like, hey, I want to update you on some things that have been going on the past couple months. I'm like, okay, first of all, couple months. (laughs) No one said anything to me about this. It's been going on for a minute. Her (laughs) neighbor's housekeeper slash yard keeper has been throwing poop animal poop at her car and my sister's car for a couple months now and at first my mom my mom thought maybe they think we have an animal that's pooping in the yard and they're cleaning it up so she writes them a letter says hey we don't have any animals there's a lot of stray cats in the area Maybe they're pooping in your yard, but please stop throwing poop at my car <laughs> and in my yard. <laughs> so this only happens, and she figured out it was them because it only happens when they're there. So she correlated the two. So a couple weeks go by, month, whatever. It ha- starts happening again. Start going throwing poop at their car in the yard. She's like, what the heck? So that night, she comes back from my aunt's house who lives down the street. And there is just, like, a pile of human, like, (gasps) diarrhea on the yard, like, the front yard and the driveway. And she said it was the most rancid smell she's ever smelled. So she's livid at this point and goes over. They happen to be in the front of the house and just starts, like, ripping into them. Why would you do this? What, What are you doing? What did I do to you? Like, what the F is wrong with you, essentially? And... Like, why, why is this going on? I don't understand. I'm trying to be a good neighbor. 
And the mom is acting like she has no idea what's going on. Maybe she doesn't. The son most likely is the one that's uh, doing this. So after she, she rips into them, she goes home and goes back to normal, goes to work. My cousin, who lives down the street, is walking past her house, sees a letter on the front step written her first, middle, and last name. Meaning he went through the mail because why would he know her middle name? What? And it essentially is telling her that she's a terrible neighbor, that like she shouldn't have chewed out his mom. He wishes he could put a bullet in her head <gasps> oh. and watch her burn while the house burns down. And okay, then blamed okay. and then blamed Donald Trump for something. And then some random girl who we don't know but puts her in there as well. So my mom's a little bit worried because she's wondering who this other girl is. And if she mm-hmm. realizes this person is deranged. And so they called the cops finally. And we're kind of left, and get, left it at that. She's still staying at the house, which I disagree with. I think she should go somewhere else. But she says she's getting security cameras and motion lights. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, That's... I thought it was a little creepy. Yeah, like, this guy is probably got schizophrenia. So, she... Possibly, so, yeah. He's a serial pooper. <laughs> yes. And slash, he also wrote your mom, like, a fucked up note. That is very deranged and weird. He, he yeah, sent her threat- a strongly worded letter. Threatening to kill her, which is... Yeah, so we we think... I, I think he's either on drugs or has... Schizophrenia, some kind of mental illness, or both. I was had some paranoia about what was happening over there, built up some delusion, and then when my mom backlashed at his mom, he felt confirmed in his feelings. Now has a vendetta against her. So, hoping nothing happens. Like twenty six. He's an adult. He's a full grown man. He should not be pooping anywhere (laughs) outside of the toilet. (laughs) No, that's planned. But what if could you imagine like if it wasn't them and it was actually someone else the whole time? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And we just made an enemy for no reason. It's another another neighbor that's like actually you know what, Chan, I have to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) The one whose mother's car has been covered with shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have a literal (laughs) confession. All right. <laughs> Our new sake. I forgive. I forgive you. Just don't burn my mom's house down. Oh, I won't. I won't kill her either. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. Glad we got all I... our stories out. Yeah, I had so much to talk about. You know. <laughs> oh, like, all like, right, and moving thing. on. Hey, oh. hey. <laughs> what, what do you have? What do you have? Now, I was just gonna. I guess I'm gonna plug myself here, and I feel weird about that. But I'm only doing it because you two are gonna be involved in some episodes. But I, Hannah, because we all have, there's three of us, holy shit. I started my own personal podcast called Come What May. And I will be interviewing people weekly, including both gay and straight Chan. So um, I'm excited. And hopefully whenever those episodes come out, we'll mention them on here so you can go and get to know both of the girls better. Because they are wonderful people and I'm really excited to share who they are. Woo-woo! I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm but excited you know what I'm excited for? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm just I'm excited to take a drink of my drink, which reminds me. Uh, Jan, you want to hit us with the drink of the week? 
Oh, yes. I'm trying to come up with a cool name for our drink. It's like bookish booze or literary uh, liquor or something. Oh, I like literary liquor. Liter- literal I liquor. I like that too. <gasps> literal liquor. Literal uh, liquor. All right. <laughs> cool. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like out of context, thing. it's weird. <laughs> Austin told me the other day, well, a while ago, that he wanted to buy a liquor store and name it butthole liquors <laughs> or liquor <Yeah>. butthole. <laughs> and i thought it was so funny <laughs> are you guys really Austin gonna do that? that no but it would you be should. funny i would stop there <laughs> all right good to know maybe we'll do it sounds like yeah. it's a good business, <gasps> business plan you should um, name it like bubble because listen if someone's talking to their friend they're like okay well i'm gonna go with like, like to liquor bubble real quick <laughs> and people would be like excuse me you're like, oh my what gosh, the liquor store down the street, you sicko. Like, what is wrong with you? But he spells butthole commercial. like differently, you know? That's anyway. like the commercial right there. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the only one drinking this signature cocktail today, <laughs> but I did <laughs> pair it. I did pick it because of the book. The other two have beer. It is yeah, a hi. summer berry sangria. And I took the recipe from Olivia's Cuisine Food Without Borders. She does have a blog where she posts um, different recipes. And what it is, is it's raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, lots of berries. Um, One bottle of Middle Sister Moscato, uh, strawberry or raspberry liqueur, a cup of agave, and then um, raspberry or lime seltzer to taste and ice. So it's a very fresh, summery sangria. And the reason I picked it is Captain Crunch kind of becomes a big part of, or I guess, a big section of the book and so that's what we did the summer berry like captain crunch berries mm, but it's it. really yummy especially right now when it's at a hundred thousand degrees outside because california is having a hot flash that's lasting a freaking month it must be gone through menopause yeah seriously let's get it over with so it can just be cold and, and frigid yeah just like never mind <laughs> <laughs> I just make really offhanded and appropriate jokes, so I'm gonna try to rein that in. Nah, let it go. Oh, and also, I do have a mocktail version. I thought it would be good just for anybody that yeah. doesn't like to drink. So you can sub out the Moscato for one bottle of ginger ale or Sprite if you want it to be a little sweeter, and then substitute strawberry liqueur for strawberry extract just to get that um, strawberry flavor still in there. That sounds good. So that's our, our literal liquor. For the week. Liquor. Yeah, and since uh, Chan, Gabe Chan and I aren't drinking that, Chan, what do you have? What kind of beer? I have, it's actually, I thought it was a beer, but it's a cider, actually. Um, oh. It's by Stem Ciders, I think it's called. Um, they have this cider that is a lavender <gasps> cider. Oh, God. And I, yeah, I know. And I saw it at... Um, total wine Ugh. in a case of four so <laughs> i bought it and it is really good that sounds amazing sounds delightful my goodness I, what are you drinking here i just need to try this yeah i would love to um i just have a corona and lime <laughs> classic. classic like it but i'm so happy because it's a corona in a bottle and i just i can't mm. drink it any other way unless like a glass but i can't have it out of the can i do it's not the same I know it's, it's funny not the same. because I've heard from other beer drinkers and beer connoisseurs that beer actually, the shelf life um, and the taste are better 
I guess, contained in a can than a bottle. But I never oh. feel like it tastes better in a can versus a yeah. bottle. Always on draft is always best. I would put bottle second and can third, but apparently yeah. a can is supposedly better for the beer. You know what probably gets me is that I taste aluminum when I drink it because that mm-hmm. is like it's in the can. But if I poured it in a glass, I'm sure I would probably like it a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think so. Interesting. Just from some food for thought. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So today we got a controversial book to talk about. <laughs> it's very, very split <laughs> reviews on this. And I like it because, I don't know, I just want to get other people's viewpoint. If they agree with us on how we chose to look at the book before reading mm-hmm. it, everyone on Goodreads, it's one way or the other. Some people give the benefit of the doubt in the middle if they like him, but I don't know. I'm I'm interested to talk about it. We'll try not to do many spoilers. I think we'll be okay getting through yeah. it. But Han has some background on the author. Um, just to get us started. Okay, so I have some a few little fun facts. Um, and one that was really interesting to me, and I feel like I've heard about a lot of rappers. Honestly, is that Logic Bobby Hall. He hasn't smoked weed or drank alcohol since he was young, and but he still struggles to give up cigarettes. But he will have an occasional glass of champagne. But I believe the reasoning is that his mother used to be abusive and did drugs and was an alcoholic. So he left home at 17 and hasn't spoken to her since she or since he was 21. Dang. Which I feel like a story like that always makes for such a good freaking artist. I'm not saying that like you have to struggle to be a good artist, but it's really interesting to see behind somebody who pretty much does written poetry for their career, you know? I feel like it helps to have a story to input yeah. behind your lyrics or your writing, but you definitely don't need it, It, but it helps. Yeah, it it definitely helps. I feel like if he didn't have, like, the story he um, grew up with, Mm-hmm. his music and his writing wouldn't even be close to the same as what it is. Right. Cause it's all Which is crazy experience. how it changes. Yeah, it is. And I feel like it had a big like touch on the book he wrote too. Just that it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, obviously. Oh, and something. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just a little side note. I'm pretty sure it doesn't Tyler, the creator also doesn't drink or smoke weed. Right. I think, yeah. That, really? I think, yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. You would think him of all people. Oh my gosh! Would. Yeah, you, li- you listen to his music, and you yeah. you think he's doing th- harder drugs than weed, yeah. probably like acid or ecstasy or something. But <laughs> I guess not. And like his show Loiter Squad, that's what would have made me think. Like, yeah, you do acid and smoke weed all the time. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, he claims not to, unless that's changed recently. But I remember reading that. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Han. I I was going to say something that I thought was really cool that I found. um, I found this from the Daily Cardinal. They said that Bobby Hall etched his name into history books by becoming the first rapper to tackle the New New York Best Times. Good Lord. The New York Times bestseller list. Um, And they said the contemporary Renaissance man added another diamond to his chain of milestones. That's awesome. Wow, He was on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, yeah, on the back of the book, it says, um, it actually says that, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh, you yeah, have I my copy of the book, so I haven't seen it in a while. Right. 
Oh, it doesn't say it. it has a review on the back that I am going to definitely be bringing up. But I did see that somewhere that it was a New York Times bestseller. That it's, it, is it's so cra- surprising. Yeah, it's crazy because if you look at good reviews, uh, the reviews are in the middle with like a 3.5 star. But if you look at everything else, it ranges from a four to a four and a half star mm-hmm. on most things. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that maybe those are just his fans that are reviewing and Goodreads is the outlier. But I thought that was right. interesting. There's such a division about this book yeah. on Goodreads, but not anywhere else that I can see. Uh, I'm going to share one more thing because there's two other things that I have that I think I want to touch on them more when I explain my views on the book. But my last thing I wanted to share because it was my absolute favorite. Um, pretty much the thing that started this book for him, uh, he spoke about it, Logic did, in an interview with Trevor Noah and said the book was initially prompted by a comment from his manager. And his manager said, quote, yeah, dude, let's write a book, end quote. So Logic said he just read a bunch of books and wrote a book. Well, yeah, it, that's how you do it. That was my favorite. He's like, yeah. oh, I was told that I can't, so I, I did it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think if people went into this book with that in mind, it makes mm-hmm. it pretty insane that he did what he did and came up with the concept. You know, I yeah. I think that's insane. He's a famous rapper already, has no need to become an author but just decided because somebody told him he couldn't do it, that he was going to do it anyway. Right. Oh man. I would almost think that if he, um, went in to write a book, not really knowing how to write a book, that even the storyline maybe wouldn't be that great, but it actually ended up being great. So you would think that most people that like have never read a lot of books or written a lot of books wouldn't be able to write a story like he did. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's brought up a lot too is that the story that the plot line wasn't original. So I haven't and the three there's three ones that get brought up constantly and it, it bugged me because people would put it in their reviews as if this was something they concluded on their own and not <laughs> because it's on the back of the book literally <laughs> all three of the movies. So people are acting as if he's pulling the plot or inspirations from these movies and not giving them credit i'm just i want to read the review they chose to put on the back of the book bobby hall has crafted a mind-bending first novel with prose that is just as fierce and moving as his lyrics supermarket is like naked naked lunch meets one flew over the cuckoo's nest if they met at fight club ernest klein number one new york new york times best-selling author of ready player one all three of them are mentioned so they obviously felt that those three were a good representation of what he was trying to do. So when people were taking it as if he was just trying to completely copy what had already happened, I don't know. It frustrated me. And people were trying to take it as original as if they were, had already read those books and drew drew those own conclusions without seeing it on the back of the novel already. What is so wrong with drawing off of books that inspire you to write another book? It's not the exact same story. Right. No. If it That's has how... bits and pieces of it, then what? What's the problem? How do you you I... think that everyone, all the books out there, are complete original ideas? There's no way. Like that's the beauty of books and reading and writing. You get inspiration from other books. Yeah, I understand the the hesitancy of some people 
to let it go or, or to not be upset about it. Cause stealing an intellectual property is a big deal. Don't want to be stealing somebody else's ideas and making it as your own, making money off of it. But I feel like he did a good job of making the plot line his own. It's just the concept itself generally is what he used. And I don't even want to say it because it'll, it'll give too much away in the book. But I, if you do read it, I feel like he just took the concept and then created an entirely different backstory and lead up to the same thing. The only thing I've seen out of those three is bits and pieces of Fight Club. So that's the only thing I have to go off of. Um, mm-hmm. The other two I'm not familiar with. And honestly, I don't even I can't even remember when I watched Fight Club, Fight Club last. Yeah. Considering that people think that they're really similar books to his it's weird to me because the way he wrote it is his like his writing style is not even similar to the way the other books were written. So maybe the storylines are kind of similar, but it doesn't mean his writing style is. And that's what pulls uh, a difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about the writing style? I'll be honest for at first for me, the first half of the novel was slow and it took me a while to get into it. I understood what he was doing, trying to be outside the box and make it more conversational as if it was inside someone's head. So it didn't have to have any kind of specific structure or have this like beautiful syntax or it was more like a consistent conversation with himself. But how did you guys feel right off the bat? Was that just me? Uh, no. Well, so Chan, um, not you, Chan. Other Chan, Chan S. Me. Uh, yeah, Juicy. <laughs> Gay Chan. She, she had mentioned to me like ahead of time. There are things like the way he writes things that are weird. And as I was reading it, things would get me like how he wrote out "ha ha" instead of just putting. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and and how he puts like question mark exclamation point question mark. It feels like a weird text conversation more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I feel like we were prepared very nice because GC had told us like, you know, he's, don't go into it expecting the best like written grammar and punctuation and stuff like that. And being able to put that aside was really helpful. But I, those things, I feel like for all of us, I feel like we're so anal about it. We immediately catch it. Mm-hmm. So it's distracting, but didn't take us away from the story. I feel like. Yeah, that's what I found funny in reviews I was reading on on uh, Goodreads. Mm-hmm. M- most people chose to look at this book from an educational standpoint in terms of as if they were reviewing it as an essay um, and ripping it apart grammatically. I mean, most mm-hmm. people, not everyone, most people knew he was a rapper before they read it, went into it with the mindset that he's been an author for years and that he was going to tackle this as any literary author or any author would. Which right. we should have known right off the bat. He's a rapper going into this as a rapper who is also newly an author. So to expect certain things and standards to be met, I think was unrealistic. But also I understand holding him to the same level as other authors. Um, but I, I just chose to go into it looking for the creativity to see if there was anything that pulled me in, not necessarily everything else like you know, the yeah, grammatical the, errors that we yeah. see. Considering that we all knew he was a rapper beforehand, I didn't expect much in the writing style, as I told you guys when 
like no it paused it cut out for me yeah, when I was listening. Cut out for a second. Okay, it cut out for me too. I don't know what happened. Anyway, considering that he was a rapper and he went into it with his own style and he didn't follow the mold, I'm sure his publishers were like, hey, you can't really do it like this. And he did it anyway. And he still ended up on the New York Times bestseller list, which I think is an incredible feat considering what everyone else is calling his grammatical errors and his off-put writing style yeah and an original plot and oh it was so predictable and it was so obvious and yeah like some of the stuff he made pretty obvious you know foreshadowing was pretty strong but there was still pieces that surprised me that I found intriguing that sucked me in especially in the second half mm-hmm. not all of it was completely ridiculous no because it did get complex I mm-hmm. think once you got into it and understood what was going on yeah and I think um, it was... Oh, go ahead. We're all talking over each other. We all have so much to say. Okay, <laughs> I know go ahead, do. someone. No, you can get a chance. I feel like I've, I've for- been saying I too much. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh. Well, go for it, I was, I was just going to say, because you guys were making me think, and this is something that I was, I had written or was writing in the review that I, um, we were talking about sharing, but I think that Pop- Poppy, Hannah, are you Okay. Goodness gracious, <laughs> I worked nine hours today and my brain's not working. Um, I think Bobby Hall challenged the norm of creative writing and definitely flexed the barriers of literary literary rules. And I wanted to talk about how I read somewhere, um, and this is a quote, it might be tempting going in to classify this work as a celebrity's book or a work of metafi- metafiction, sorry, that exists to break some rules. But Logics and Artists has been upfront about his struggles with mental health. Supermarket is ultimately a raw and powerful rumination on how depression and mental illness can conspire to destroy a life and how that destruction is not inevitable. And and I thought that was really perfectly said on exactly how I felt this book was. And like if you could look past the punctuation and grammatical mishaps, I think you find a lot of beauty, depth, and inspiration. And I think it's clear to see, especially when you look into his background, that there's a bit of Bobby Hall in this book. And he definitely marches to the beat of his own drum, which I know you guys know that I'm always down for a black sheep. And even in the literary world, I think that even the confines of literary rules couldn't keep him reined in. And I think that's probably my favorite part about this book and what he did with it. I definitely like the unique way that he wrote it. I was a little off-put at first, but... Mm -hmm. Some of the novels that I read that are off the beaten path from other novels that I feel like sometimes novels all start to sound too much alike for me and then they don't stand out or I don't remember as much. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say I read Where'd You Go, Bernadette. I know that you guys haven't read that one yet, but that book is basically written through a series of emails, text messages. That's the format of the book. And I remember more about that book than I do most other books just because of the way it was written and I think that that's the way I feel about this book as well yeah yeah and that's completely outside the box essentially what people were getting upset at him about was he was writing in a text format but somebody else did that in another novel they just labeled it as oh this is a text and email format and so that was okay but because he didn't explicitly state it people were getting upset (laughs) I feel like too because 
I feel like, too, because people knew he was a rapper going into it. They knew he wasn't an author. So they were just ready to dive in already with a mindset that he wasn't going to be able to write a good book. Which is Yeah, wrong. I feel like people went into this wanting to pick it apart. It's like, oh, he's a rapper. He's already got a following of people. Of course, people are going to like it if they like him. So we're going to be at the ready to rip it apart as a literary work because, you know, he doesn't fit in to this world or I don't know. Ooh have come to the same conclusions as we have and you know we're kind of split in the middle where they had issues with it but they also recognized you know the uniqueness of it as well and I feel like that was more fair but more often than not people were pretty harsh and actually I know we have a couple different bad review or uh (laughs) yeah bad reviews I guess you could say not saying that they're bad that they they didn't enjoy the book um from Goodreads and I I want to read mine um, and just bring it up because it's a frustration I have with Goodreads and what some people do in Amazon and any platform that has reviews. This uh, gentleman named Jacob, I'll just say his first name, said, holy, this was garbage. Reminded me of a story I wrote when I was 10 years old, except mine was better. And I, it made me so upset because I'm like, first of all, that story you wrote when you were 10 years old. I don't see it published anywhere. I don't see you putting it out (laughs) and anybody else reviewing it. I'd like for you to post that story here and let us rip it apart. Also, if you're going to put a review out there, at least list some facts as to why you had issues with it. Not just, holy, this was garbage, but I'm not going to explain why because you're going to have the same opinion as me and I don't have to explain myself. Yeah, and give some, like... I find that frustrating. Give some constructive criticism if you feel the need to at least say like this is what could have been better about it but it's also like someone being so heavily this is shit like don't waste your time I hate that because it's so close-minded to me yeah it's like if you're gonna you everyone's entitled to their opinion I am totally here for reviews that are negative that are constructive have reasons you know we're not all gonna like the same books ever but this I, that frustrated me. Yeah. It's like, put some more effort yeah, in. If you're, you're gonna have enough effort to write a review that's negative, at least write, you know, some more as to why. Because then we could understand where they were coming from better, but if they don't, then what's the point of us reading their review when we can read someone's that's someone else's that is more constructive? Yeah, and then it's like, at yeah. that point, you just sound like a dick. <laughs> Stupid dick. Yeah. I have two that <laughs> yeah. I think are really Freaking funny. Jacob. Can I read mine? Yes. Alright, shoot. Uh, okay, so this I one is from Melanie, and there's a comment to it that made me laugh. Um, sorry, <laughs> it's not nice, but it makes me laugh. She said, zero stars. If I have ever read a worse book, I can't recall it right now. I hated every second of it. Horrible, stunted writing. God-awful narration. I can't believe this was published. It's like a high school assignment to write in the style of Fight Club. Terrible. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lady. I, they brought religion into I this. I saw that one. Now, I had a feeling you would see it because I think it was at the top and then there was a comment that said, I'm halfway through. Send thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, how how crappy is that, though? Going, I try not to read too many reviews before reading any yeah, book. I never do. Because I don't want it to, yeah, I don't want it to skew my perception. I could read something, you know, like that, and it would just ruin my perception of the book. I'd probably struggle through it, even if, you know, I could have liked it before. Yeah. I wouldn't after, not after that review. Nope. I have one more. Jeez, that that was heavy. Giggle. Okay, go. It's a one-sentencer. One star, <laughs> as we know. Um, this is by Jack. 
he said, <laughs> this book was seemingly written by a fifth grade student that is very bad at writing and saw a Tarantino movie once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> My God. You know what? Like, this, wow. People are so cruel. And just knowing that this book made it on the New York Times bestseller list, even though everyone seemingly hated it, makes me laugh. Because he still made money off of this. He still got some fame off of it. He still got literary credit. Now he's a published author, which most people can't even say. So you're still going to review negatively? And it's also due to the same people that gave him a negative review. Like, they purchased and read the book. I know. Which still, like, gave him that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We don't, he doesn't care about your review. He cares you bought his book. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be so up in arms that there wasn't so many reviews that were no explanation. I know. Just this sucks. Well, like, you guys know. Because they have their opinion and that's fine. It's fine. It's fine to have yeah. your own opinion. But like we said, if you're going to be reviewing a book, be constructive about it. So maybe he could even read the reviews and grow from what he already wrote and to write a novel and take everyone's criticism and write one that's maybe even better. Right. And you know he probably would. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think he will. So I did. Oh, no, it cut out again. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And go. Okay, there we go. All right. Are we back? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I did some research on the album. Um, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Logic wrote an album that goes with this book. Um, It's completely different from what he normally does. Um, He's normally a rapper. I know we've already said this a thousand and one times, (laughs) but this album is different to start from his other albums. Um, It's about, it's, I would say it's an alt rock album. You guys listen to it, right? Yes. I did not have an opportunity Chan. to listen to it. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You explain it so, to me. Give okay, me the okay. full. Can you sing full it? Full picture, and I will listen to it can later. Si- yeah. Can you can please sing, sing it? it right um, now? Well, I don't have my good mic, and Every I don't song. have my uh, karaoke pants on, so I can't really sing right now. So maybe later. Anyway, um, interesting. It's an alt rock album, which is the exact opposite of what he normally does, and people still had a lot to say about the album. And they didn't even know that it was paired with the book. And the album still got bad reviews. And you know why it got bad reviews? Anyone want to guess? Anyone? Because it wasn't what he normally does? Because it wasn't what he normally does. It was out of the norm for what he does. And people people went into the album thinking it was going to be a rap album. Didn't get a rap album. And were truly upset. I have (laughs) some quotes from... Uh, reviews if you guys want to hear some of them. I I have three. Okay, so the first one comes from Rolling Stone. It says with the combination of naivety naivety and hubris, he has now delivered a suite of vapid love sound of, sorry, I can't talk either, Hannah. He has now (laughs) delivered a suite of vapid love songs that sound as though they were written and recorded in 2004 by a bright-eyed 14-year-old who knows four guitar chords and worships Ben <gasps> Folds. Supermarket, oh I know, it gets worse. Supermarket is bold, yet bland, determined, 
yet derivative, and lacking in anything resembling self-awareness or personal vision. Supermarket is a hard proof that big stars still dream and that big dreams sometimes <laughs> die hard. The Rolling Stone. So that was the Rolling Stone. Oh my god. Ah, Holy shit. So well it's definitely Was it that bad? It wasn't So if you didn't know if you didn't know that this was attached to a book, how would you have felt about it? Okay, I'm gonna be honest and start with I knew that this was a book before I knew about the album. So I read the book, then quickly went and read the album because I thought I would better understand it after I read the book. Um, And I feel like it goes with the vibes that he, because in the book he talks a lot about music. I think he talks about like Tour et Moi in the book. Like he puts Mm -hmm. on um, records and talks about music. And I feel like the album is very similar to the music he was listening to in the book. It's completely opposite of rap. I do think, yes, his singing voice has a little bit to be desired. Okay, he's not a singer. He's a rapper. But (laughs) it still sounded good. And there is rock bands out there that are whiny and have nasally horrible voices. And I thought his was better. So I didn't hate it. I really liked it, actually. And I have another review that kind of explains my next point. This one's from Pitchfork. So it says, the Maryland MC is shameless in his desire to recreate sounds of influential bands. At some points, going so far as to clumsily call them out by name. Rather than coming off like his idols, though, he resembles, he resembles the lead singer of a cover band on a cruise ship, failing to capture any magic or original material. God. I know they ripped him apart mm-hmm. so yeah his album has a lot of you can tell like a lot of the reviews c- compare him to Weezer they compare him to Red Hot Chili Peppers um, other things like that and yeah I can hear the influences like even Beastie Boys <laughs> and people yeah. are mad that the music sounds like his idols but what is he supposed to go off of, considering that's the music that inspires him? I'm sorry, just like how his book sounds like other books. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> or just how any other artist draws inspiration from other artists. Every time you hear yeah. somebody auditioning for a TV show, for a singing show, do they not tell them, oh, your voice sounds like such and such exactly. or such and such? Oh, I listen to them. I draw inspiration from them. Right. Like, oh my God. I know. Why is it such a bad thing to to idolize other people in the business? I know. They ripped him apart just for, like, basically they were saying, like, he ripped them off. But I don't think he did. I think that it's normal to be inspired and to have your music, let's say, if you're not a rock star and you want to sound like a rock star, that your music is going to sound like rock stars you like, right? Yeah. Because that's the style that you like. Exactly. So I would say, fuck all the reviews. And I really liked the album. And I think it goes well with the book. And I think that the order it's in goes really well with the storyline of the book. So the thing is, there's gonna be good and bad, like reviews, no matter what you do, if you're in the public side, like I would say, even his normal music, even this album, his best song is gonna have negative reviews. And it's one of those things that you can't 
look too much into it. I mean, as that person in general, because you're going to find negative no matter what, but there's also a whole bunch of people that love the shit that he puts out there, whether it's out of his norm or whatever. Agreed. Well, anyway, that's my gist of it. I really liked it. Um, I also, and you're also a big music person. I know. Too. I'm yeah. a, it's like, you. I really am a big music person. People are being too harsh on this. And he also, which a lot of people don't know, he made a playlist for the book of music that Flynn would listen to if it was real life. So if you guys want to listen to the playlist um, that inspired the book, like that Flynn would listen to, you can look at it on Spotify. It's called Flynn's Playlist, and it's by Bobby Hall. That's and it's so really cool. good. It's got a lot of good songs on it. See, that's the kind of thing that, yeah. like, that's part of, like, real author stuff. So it's irritating that people tear him apart because authors create an entire life for the characters in their book. Even stuff that's not included in the book. So the fact that he even knows what his character Flynn would listen to is really cool to me. Like he, I think so, too. He really put a lot of thought. Yeah. He really planned it out. It wasn't like he just sat down and wrote it. Right? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I just want to sit down. Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt like he actually had a purpose for it, and I feel like he really connected with the main character of the book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I have a question. I saw this on Amazon. It was kind kind of a review about the book, kind of not... They were saying that they understand what is enticing about this book, correct? Why it would be um, a good sell as a thriller. And then the person said, I feel like people that are fans of Bobby Hall are reading this book with rose-colored glasses. So basically they think that since we all already like logic, that we're being easy on him. What do you guys think about that? I I think it definitely influences it. I think we want for it to be a good book. I think it it pushes us to try to have a more positive outlook. But also, you, I honestly, I don't listen to a lot of logic. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan. Yeah. And I still looked at it as a rapper writing a novel and chose chose to try to see the positives also be aware of the neg- of the negatives of the book and and keep track of those but try to see what he did well because he's doing what most of these people reviewing will never do and that's actually put yourself out there and write a book we all of us read billions of books but we've never actually written one and those who have if they publish then great but there's very few i feel like that actually go on to do it exactly and it's so easy to say oh this book is terrible I hate it oh my gosh throw it in the trash when you've never written a book so you don't know maybe your book would be worse yeah I was gonna say the same yeah. thing as Chan I do not listen really to anything of uh logic. I like, is it just heard... me then <laughs> well yeah I mean I know that you love him and you listen to him mm-hmm. far more than probably the both of us do so I feel like I was able to go into it objectively and I just thought it was so unique that a rapper wrote a book and I didn't like and just knowing that he was a rapper it's not that I wanted him to succeed it was just I'm really curious how this goes because when it comes to songwriting or rapping it's legit all poetry so whenever you put it in a book format into creative writing 
I feel like that's a whole different approach, but almost in the same family. So I felt like it was going to be really, really interesting to see how he did. Exactly. I think I agree with that. Also, too, if you think about poets, let's say Emily Dickinson, her writing or her poetry, per se, was not popular. And you know why it wasn't popular? Because it didn't rhyme. Right? So it wasn't (laughs) a rhyming poem like all the other damn poets back in the day were doing. God forbid she tried to write beautiful poetry that was not the same as the norm. And look at her now. She's one of the most famous poets around. Right. Yeah, she's outside the box and people can't stand that. When you break the barriers and don't follow the rules and the standards that we have set, people get upset. And I feel like that is very strong in the literary community. Yeah. And people don't like pushing those types of boundaries. It's that with like all artists. I mean, most like Vincent Van Gogh and those types of artists, they were not successful until they were dead. So it's shit. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I feel like how it is with any kind of art form. It can't be appreciated because it's ahead of its time almost in that aspect. Maybe this Which is, is ahead of its time. Yeah, it could be, and it's fucking brilliant. I think it's brilliant. It me. Yeah, <laughs> I really do, and I know that probably sounds silly to say about that kind of book, but I love people that push like the like the envelope and kind of step over those boundaries. Because who I know that there's learned in school, there's or like if you're in college for writing, there's set like thing of rules. You got to follow this, this, and this. And yes, a lot of them are important, but like grammar important he could have done that better yes yeah but <laughs> punctuation important. The, that could have been well. the way his story went and the uniqueness of it and the way he carried it it was enticing and captivating and if you look and just find words on the page and you look at it from a different perspective you see something so much deeper and the fact that he did such an amazing job diving into a specific mental illness that the bulk of us don't know shit about and it's confusing because having that mental illness and being in that head is confusing and i thought that was really really cool to do i agree fuck man yeah good book <laughs> it was it Dude, was a good book no and you know what anybody that hears this review and reads it and hates it i totally get it yeah it is not for everyone no like you have to have a certain mindset going in we really like out of the box type of books people that push the envelope you know, even if it needs more refining, which I could <laughs> cop to, he does need more refining. Yeah. It could definitely be better. But if you look at the base of what it is, I think he has potential. And if he just if he chooses to keep writing books, I could see him getting better just because of how creative he is. Yeah. I mean, look at his music. I, I saw somewhere that he's one of the most or labeled one of the most creative rappers at this time. And I can see him transferring that over into being an author. I mean, I'm sure when he first started writing music. It wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it took him a little while to get decent at it, just like anything. Not, not everyone is a Stephen King right off the bat where we're just pumping out novels year after year with completely unique plot, li- plot lines. I mean, we're not all savants <laughs> in, you know, in the writing world. That's his first book. I can't wait to see what a second is, and I really hope that he writes more. Considering that he's going through big life changes right now, he just had a baby, he is not on the rap scene anymore, who knows, maybe his book, his next book will be a completely different type of story based off of what's going on in his life. Mm -hmm. 
Or the world. Yeah, maybe he... Or maybe... And maybe yeah. he'll, you know, work on his grammar, and that would be really cool. <laughs> his <laughs> wife this, Listen to an editor. His wife's like, know. honey, the book was good, but... But take out the exclamation we really need to work on mark exclamation and don't write out ha, and don't ha. don't write haha ha. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like did he really a write a little ha, bit ha. more in depth i thought i was like yeah texting. that i thought i was flirting with a boy in middle school again like over text with the weird like flip phones and shit That's when you have to like mm-hmm. t9 texting haha <laughs> ha. yeah i'm like ha, yeah ha. totally you like click over to the h and <laughs> well guys yeah I re- oh i was just go gonna ahead, say sorry. we're at 52 minutes wow dang i think that's good i feel like this was more of we were we were all pretty fired we up about here. this so there wasn't much joking it was just de- defense mode <laughs> um anybody that does listen to this please give us feedback on what you think if you read the novel let us know how you felt we do want to hear you know opinions that are different than our own we're not Please, we don't think yes. that we're completely right we're just saying how we felt and how some of the reviews made us feel after you know actually finishing the book um if you want to email us i think your email is what literal at gmail.com yes. yep we do have a bookstagram account that you can message is at literal friends um anything else oh, guys yeah, yeah. I forgot TikTok. yes Oh, our TikTok. I need to get some yeah, videos girl. up there. We do have a TikTok at Literal Friends. Um, we all individually try to add our own stuff on there. And then if you have any recommendations, recommendations for books you want to hear or books you were looking to read, want us to do it first and talk about it, we're glad to do it. Yep. And subscribe, rate, review. Don't be a dick. Um, and also, <laughs> I don't want to forget, we need to reveal our pen names. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Pen names. Okay. We still got some time. Oh, we still got some time. Who wants to go first? Hannah, since you brought it up last week. Okay. Okay. So, pen name, and I thought of this today. because if, I've been thinking about it for, like, two months, and I just now thought of it today, and I'll probably change it a million times. But I think my pen name would be Georgia Renee. Ooh. Whoa. You sound like a bitch. Yeah, a so I thought... Like, you're... The Southern Queen. So my reasoning is, um, my middle name is Renee, and then my maiden name is Georgian. But also, I wanted to name my like if I ever have a daughter, Jordan, and I want to name her Georgia May. Aww. So, oh, so that's why I wanted Georgia Renee. I think that's a classy as fuck that's- pen name. Thanks. Seriously, better. And I can see you. You look like a Georgia. You do look like a Georgia. Thanks, and I feel like my daughter would too. I hope <laughs> my future unborn daughter. Well, I'm mean, she comes out it. and doesn't look like Georgia. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. What are we naming shit. now, Stephen? Stephen, go way off the wall. Thank <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. Oh, <laughs> okay, I want to hear your guys's. Okay, who wants which Chan? Gay Chan or straight Chan first? Go gay Chan. All right, mine's kind of. A little bit hard to pronounce, but I really like this name. So my pen name would be Fleur Emerson. Fleur is flower in French. Fleur, F-L-E-U-R, flower in French. And Emerson is, um, it means brave. I love that. (laughs) 
Would you also pick up a French accent? Um, I feel like you have to with that name. I feel like I definitely would try, but it'd probably still end up sounding Southern. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all your accents just end up yeah, Southern? Yeah, all or? of them end up Southern. I don't know. For someone my, who doesn't like country My music. Australia is somewhat decent. I'm not good at accents. Care to, care to test, test one out for us? Maybe next week. Maybe, maybe <laughs> next week. Let me practice. All right, fine. Yeah, let me practice it up fine. since I, I talked um, all about it. Okay, Chan, you're up. So um, I, I literally forgot to do this until today. <laughs> but um, what I came up with <laughs> was Princess Consuela. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Could you imagine that on the cover of a book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's the author of that book? They're like, oh, their name is Princess Consuela Banana. <laughs> oh my god, did we lose her? I swear to god, if we lost her again. <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> We're at 56 minutes and we did so damn good. What's her okay. real pen name? I know. Did she die? Is this supposed to be some big secret? And if she tells, she dies. Chan. Okay. So my pen name <laughs> what I decided to go with was Rory Chandler. Yes. Because I, I love my first name now and it is actually a last name. So I'd probably just move it to my last name and, and you know Rory because Rory Gilmore. Gilmore girls. Oh Gilmore my god, girls I reference. It. Yep. I love the name Rory. Um, I would probably name one of my children that if Austin would go for it. So I don't know. It's not super, you know, deep or anything, but I didn't want to get rid of my name, but I also didn't want to use it as my first name. Yeah, I love that. I love it too. uh, And it's unisex, so I feel like you wouldn't know whether it was a male or female author. Right. Which I like. That's awesome. You heard it here first, bitches. You guys know what I was thinking? Hmm. To cap off our review of uh, Supermarket Hall, I feel like the main takeaway is much like blue cheese... It is an acquired taste. <laughs> and those are my yeah. parting words for you. <laughs> Literally. I so feel like, like that is solid. That's a solid ending. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it in that. There. That and party and bullshit. Party as and Biggie bullshit. would say. Oh, wait. Chan's got to do her outro. Yeah. Chan, sign us off. How's our members? Read some books. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>